welcome to Breaking Business, the podcast that disrupts traditional thinking on the topics of marketing, websites, and more. Presented by artonicweb.com. Now, here's your host, Matthew Harper. Welcome to another episode of Breaking Business. I am your host, Matthew Harper. Today, I'm going to talk about a couple of different things, actually. And I'm going, to, I'm going to talk a little bit about some changes that Google has made recently that is, in my opinion, one of the biggest, most significant changes Google has made to date. And I'm also going to be talking a little bit about virtual reality and augmented reality and how that plays a role in the future of digital marketing and your website. So let's talk a little bit first about the Google change. A couple of weeks ago, Google redesigned their SERP page. The SERP page being the search engine results page. And that's the page that you get to after you do a search on Google. That's the results page, the search engine results page. And the change that they made on this on this uh, page here is no longer are there three ads at the top and a list of additional ads going down the right-hand side. You may recall when you do a Google search, if if your search is broad enough, it will attract advertisers, and those ads will show up at the top of the page and along the side, the right-hand side of the results. Well, the right-hand column is now gone. It does not exist anymore. And the number of ads being shown at the top is consistently now up to four ads, depending on the relevance of of the search to the um, ads themselves. And in addition to that, there are up to three more ads at the bottom of the list of results when you do a search on Google. So, what does this all mean, and why is this so significant? Well, basically what Google has done is they have pushed the organic search results further down the page. And they have also increased the number of clicks, and this is my suspicion, this is, this is what I suspect, They have increased the number of clicks that are occurring on ads and lessened the number of clicks occurring on organic results. And the reason for that is that the ads continue to look less and less like ads. They blend in with the organic search results now more than ever. It used to be that when you did a search on Google and and those ads 
popped up. They would be inside of of a of a box, inside of a box with maybe like a, a yellow or a beige background to it. And then over time, the the background color of those ads became lighter and lighter until they were practically white, blending in with the rest of the page. Well, now they are white. Now there is no background on the ads. The only thing that's going to tell you that it's an ad is there. there's a little yellow box that says ad next to the ad. And it's it's a mustard color box with white text in it, not black, white text that you can barely read. And I suspect that most people, or at least many people, won't even know anymore that they're clicking on an ad, a paid ad, rather than a non-paid result. So, this follows a trend. Google has been very consistent in the changes that they have made over time. And really what they're doing is they're trying to provide the best search results to their users. And they're trying to make a lot of money doing it. So, Google is not a nonprofit. They're not a charity. They are in the business of making money. They do have shareholders to please. And as such, they must continue to f- improve their method of monetization when it comes to the ads that they display when you do a search. And and the reason why this is so important to Google is because th- these ads represent the lion's share of revenue for Google. This is where Google makes their money. They don't make their money on Google Glass. They don't make it on their their self-driving cars, or at least they don't make it in those areas yet. They do have some other businesses that they dabble in that may make them a little bit of money, but really the vast majority of Google's revenue comes from the paid ads shown on the search engine results page. So Google is, I'm sure, making more money with this change. But Google also does a phenomenal job at displaying the most relevant ads. So when you when we talk about pay-per-click advertising, and this is not a podcast on pay-per-click advertising, but when when you're bidding on keywords so that your ad comes up at the top of the list. It's not just about who's bidding the most. It's also about the relevancy of that ad to the user's search. So you could actually bid less than someone else and appear higher than them if the page that, you, that you're sending those people to is more relevant to the user than that of your competitors. So, Google is providing relevant results, even though those results are coming in the form of ads. They've always come in the form of ads, but they're looking more and more 
like organic results and less and less like paid advertisements. Now, I just did a search here for car dealership. Very broad, very broad search. But when I look at the results that come up for that, it's it's very interesting and um, not that dissimilar from most searches. The first four results are paid ads. After those first four results comes the local listings, where Google shows a small map of the local area and three local listings for the area. Now, those are organic listings. They're they're the local organic listings. And then below that, we do have two organic results, one for Carfax and one for AutoTrader. So there's our first non-local organic results. And for most people, by the time they get to this point on the page, they're already below the fold. And the fold is where somebody has to start scrolling to see more information. So the first true organic results that are that are not in the local places listing are below the fold. And that's what I'm talking about when I say that I think that people are going to start to see less organic traffic because of this change, because the organic results are getting pushed further down the page. So just to recap, we've got four paid ads followed by three local listings shown with a map, followed by two organic results. So that would be your position one and position two for the organic results. And then immediately after that is a news article, actually three news articles. So this is part of Google News. They're incorporating these things into the search results. Okay, and below that are images being shown from Google Images. And then below that, we have the number three organically ranked listing. And number four, five, six, seven. And it looks like eight, nine, and ten there as well. So, you know, this is this is what Google has been slowly doing over time. They're incorporating more and more things into the search. It's not just organic listings and ads. It's now, and it has been for a while, the local listings, and now also images, and now also news articles. And the images, the news articles, the local listings, these things tend to appear towards the top of the results. Below the ads, of course. <laughs> but but they appear above most of the organic rankings. So this is incredibly significant because it's really going to force more businesses to pay Google money to achieve that top placement ranking on the SERP page. And so, you know, what we are actually advising our clients to do is to consider jumping into a pay-per-click campaign if they're not already and 
paid advertising on Google or on Bing or on Facebook can be very profitable. It can be very successful if it's done right. And here at Artonic, we have several ex-Google employees who worked in the AdWords division who handle the PPC campaigns for our clients to ensure that our clients are getting the best bang for their buck out of the advertising money that they're spending and handing over to Google. Because again, it's not just about how much you bid. It's also about the relevancy of the ad. It's about the messaging, the wording in the ad itself. There's a lot of factors that go into an optimized PPC campaign. And it has a lot more going on than just who's paying the most money. And again, that is because Google wants to provide the most relevant results to their to its clients. So anyways, I think that's a pretty significant change. I would encourage you to uh, test this out for yourself. Do some searches on your own and, and see how this appears for you. Um, it will appear very differently depending on what search you're doing. You may not see any local listings. You may not see any ads. Um, you may see a little bit of everything on one page. So it just depends. And this also goes to show that Google is still trying to tell everybody to stop focusing on your keyword rankings because your keyword, your, your search engine positioning for one person is likely to be different for a different person in a different area with different browsing history and, and so on and so forth. So it's, it's really hard today to assign a definitive number, if not impossible, to assign a definitive ranking number to your website for a specific keyword search. So with that said, let's move on to virtual reality. Virtual reality is uh, certainly getting a lot of attention these days. And I think it's, it's, you know, it's really the up-and-coming thing. It's, it's going to be the next big thing. And, and I hear some people who say that they think it's going to be 5, 10, 15 years or more down the road before it really becomes mainstream. But I, I, don't, I don't necessarily agree with that viewpoint. I think it's already here. We have very low-cost options for virtual reality, such as Google Cardboard. And then we have the upper-scale options, such as the Oculus Rift or the HTC Vibe, or there's probably other players as well, the Microsoft HoloLens is augmented reality, not virtual reality. But all these things are coming out, and they're right around the corner from um, from being able to buy these devices, and some of them you can already buy. In fact, Samsung was giving away a free pair of virtual reality um, headsets if when you purchased, um, if you pre-ordered one of their new Galaxy S7 phones. So it's not necessarily going to be a high-priced entry point for people to jump into virtual reality. And I think it's, it's time now that we start thinking about how virtual reality or how augmented reality is going to change the way that we communicate 
with our customers. I just read an article the other day that talked about how Lowe's, the home improvement store, is partnering with Microsoft to use their HoloLens so that people can design their kitchen and actually see it in their own kitchen. That's happening today. That's already happening. And so that's why I think it's already here. And Lowe's has said, we're going to be at the forefront of this. We're not going to wait for this to catch on. We're not going to wait for this to become a trend or a fad or whatever it ends up being. We're not going to wait for people to tell us that we need to do this. We're going to just go ahead and do it because we do believe that this is the future. And this is maybe even more importantly, something that Lowe's can do to differentiate themselves from all of their other competitors. And kitchen remodels are not cheap. Cabinets are not cheap. And so if Lowe's can generate some some business and steal some business from their competitors because they have this really neat option, then it's probably going to pay off for them. And if you think about it, most people, I mean practically everybody, is a visual learner. We Most of us need to see something in order to fully grasp it or fully understand it. We have clients tell us all the time that they don't really know what they want their website to look like, but they'll know that they like it when they see it. <laughs> That's our, our graphic designer's uh, favorite words to hear from a client. Not really. But we are visual learners. Most of us do need to see things for ourselves to put them into perspective. Here's another fun fact for you. Another fun fact, people process visuals as in images or video or something along those lines. People process visuals 60,000 times faster than they process text. And that, you know, they say a picture is worth a million words, right? Well, I guess it's actually worth about 60,000 words, <laughs> according to, according to this, uh, this, this uh, source that states that it's 60,000 times uh, faster to process an image or a video than it is text. So we are naturally visual people. And virtual reality and augmented reality are going to enhance our ability as a business to effectively communicate with our customers. One per, one podcast I listen to often that I would recommend, and, and I don't, uh, I won't, I won't make too many recommendations on this podcast, but this is a pretty safe one here, is. Mad Marketing by Marcus Sheridan. And Marcus is an inbound content uh, marketing expert. And um, and he talks a, little, a lot about this space as well just recently as all this is coming about. And, and he had a podcast recently where he talked about his pool company. And 
he owns a pool company in addition to a digital marketing agency, which is kind of cool. And uh, he actually owned the pool company first. But with the pool company, he said, you know, I want my pool company to be at the forefront of this change. And in order to do that, we're going to have to figure out, as this technology comes to fruition, we're going to have to figure out a way where, where we can allow people to visualize through virtual reality the hot tub or the pool that they want to buy, that they're considering purchasing. And he kind of described how this might work. He said, you know, maybe somebody would put on a, 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 a headset, and they may even do this in a showroom. They could put on a headset in a showroom, or they could even do it at home, of course, as well. And I think that's really the angle that he was looking at here. People could strap on a virtual reality headset and actually put themselves into a hot tub or a pool and kind of get a feel for how many people can I fit in this hot tub? And what does it look like? How does it feel? And so if if Marcus if if Marcus Sheridan's pool company has a way for people to visualize themselves in a hot tub that they don't yet own but are considering purchasing where do you think people are going to go to buy a hot tub are they going to go down to the the local hot tub store and look at them in person and say yeah i think this one this one will probably look good in my house or at my house this one will probably be comfortable for me or are they going to essentially do that same thing but through virtual reality from their home where they don't need to go to the store because you know people like to shop from their house they like to shop from their home computer nowadays we don't like to go into stores. Foot traffic into retail stores is down 50% over the last three years. And so if people can shop for this hot tub from home and visually put themselves in the hot tub that they're considering, they don't even need to go to the store anymore. And that results in a lower barrier of entry for that consumer. If that consumer doesn't have to drive across town and go talk to a salesperson and and get high pressure sold to and on and on and on, if they can just sit at home and put on a headset and have a very similar experience, or, and I'd even say a better experience than they could by going into a store, I think that is the route that people are going to take. So Marcus is very smart in thinking ahead here. And what it's going, what is it going to take to develop, you know, this this platform or um, this software or whatever it ends up being to build this virtual reality environment? I don't know, and and I don't think most people know. It's still a little bit early for that, but we need to be thinking that far ahead to anticipate what's coming, so that we can be there when the market gets there, or, or ideally before the market gets there. So, really interesting stuff happening with, with VR and AR, virtual reality and augmented reality. And, and just real quickly to explain the difference, virtual reality is uh, basically where you put on a headset 
and you you can't see anything else around you other than the screen inside the headset. It's it's a closed system, so to speak. Whereas augmented reality are glasses of some kind that you can put on that you can see through and it will project things around you in your environment that you can interact with and see. So the Microsoft HoloLens is a fascinating piece of augmented reality equipment. That's what Lowe's is going to be using so that people can go, people can be in their own kitchen and they can put these glasses on. They can look at their own cabinets and they can press a button and now they can see those cabinets in a totally different finish or in a totally different, you know, a totally different style or um, totally different hardware on the cabinets and the drawers and whatnot. So that's what augmented reality is, which I think is even cooler than virtual reality. And Google Glass was augmented reality, a very early form of it. It was not very successful, although Google is coming out with a new version of Google Glass or Google Glasses, whatever it's called, um, it really kind of geared more towards the enterprise market. But it's happening, folks. It is happening. It is here and it is happening. We are on. We are at the very beginning of AR and VR. And so start thinking about how your business might be able to take advantage of these technologies in the future and, and stay on top of what's happening in this area because it is going to change how we do things. And I also believe it's going to change how we build websites down the road as well. Think about the, the change that happened with mobile. We used to build websites for one device, a computer. Today, we build for multiple devices, and we actually now build for mobile devices first. That's the priority. Mobile first and computer second in most cases. And I think down the road here, we're going to also be designing websites for virtual reality use as well. Again, what technology is going to drive this? How exactly is it going to work? I don't know, and I think the you know, it's not there yet. We're not quite there, but we are almost there. And if we're not at the point of where the market is changing, we're going to be left behind. I don't I don't like to follow trends. I like to be the one leading trends. Because those who lead the trends are the ones who get the most bang for their buck out of their investments in those areas. So that's all I've got for this episode of Breaking Business. I want to thank you so much for joining me and uh, hopefully you enjoyed this, this, uh, this talk on the changes to the Google search engine results page and a little bit on augmented reality and virtual reality. If you have any questions, you can always email me at breakingbusiness at artonicweb.com. Please send me your questions. I'd be happy to answer them on on future podcasts. And until next time, have a great one. Thank you for listening to Breaking Business, the podcast that disrupts traditional thinking. 
For even more information on breaking your business, visit us at artonicweb.com.